Welcome back to the Igniting Dreams Within podcast where we solve life and business problems. Today, we are solving the problem of pursuing purpose in the midst of pain. It's, it's very tempting to think that someone who's a speaker, they are not going through their own challenges. As we have been sharing in the past previous episodes about how do you turn depression into motivation. There will be times when you don't find any motivation in whatever it is that you are doing. Where you will find that things are so hard and things are so tough in your life. And the only thing that's keeping you afloat or the only thing that's keeping you together. If I may use the analogy of a tape. There are times where you don't have glue to glue things so that they intertwine or they are smoothly connected in life. Where you have to use a solo tape, where even if the arm is not connected, but there's a little piece of it that's tied to a solo tape. Now, when you are pursuing purpose, there will be times where it's so tough. Where you, you even feel like, I don't even want to do this anymore. I don't want to go to work. And at times such as this happened in my life. I was pursuing my degree or I was pursuing the discovery of my purpose. From 2011 to 2013, I didn't know who was I. I was seeking to discover who is Sabanazamamabulo. This young man who comes from Limpopo, who is he? Not that I didn't know what my name or who my name was. But I wanted to know what was the reason for my being. Why did God create me? Why did he give me such parents that I have? That was what's on my mind. When I was studying psychology, when my friends were studying electrical engineering, when my friends were doing complex analysis and complex mathematics, I was in my room at times, sometimes in the lab, studying Freud, studying Viktor Frankl, studying the field of logotherapy. That was, that was what's on my mind. I wanted to know what was the reason of my being. And, this, and in his theory of logotherapy, Viktor Frankl talks about three aspects of life that give us meaning and purpose in life. He talks about the pursuit for spiritual enlightenment, the pursuit for mental enlightenment, and the pursuit for physical enlightenment. And it was at this stage in my life where I wanted to know, where was I? And as I was busy pursuing my purpose, tragedy stroke or tragedy hit closer to home. I remember when I got the call, I was in Pretoria. And by that time, I was, I was, I thought I had discovered who was I in the field of ICT or information and communication technology. And I was studying computer science at the University of Pretoria. You know, when you've, when you've just registered, all you want to do is, 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 is make yourself proud. After so many years of struggling, after so many years of trying to discover who was I, I thought I had really discovered who Ebenezer is. And I remember getting the call from home and my mom tells me that your father just had a stroke. Oh man, yo, I still remember. The worst part about her telling me that 
was I was a, I think I was a day from writing my, 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 my first semester exams. And I remember qualifying, qualifying the exams with a distinction. Uh, my, my year, my, my Moodle mark was a distinction. And thinking that I was thoroughly prepared, I wasn't prepared for tragedy when it stroke. And I remember getting the news. I was on the road. I was on the road. And it hit me so hard. I, I stopped going where I was going. I think I was going to study. And I went back to my room to think about this. And to think of, could there have been moments in my life where I missed it, where I missed the science, when I should have been a lot of the science and prepared myself emotionally. What I usually do when I know or when I see that tragedy is about to strike, I want to sit down and prepare myself for the worst. That's what I did when I lost my grandma. I saw her going to hospital and I knew the condition that she left home with that she was not coming back. And I was waiting for the bad news. I was prepared to lose her. And that's what I wanted to do. But in those moments, in that time, I didn't have any time and it struck, it struck me very hard. I, I, I went back to bed and I cried. And I cried. And I cried. And I cried. After crying myself, I thought I could even go further. I said, okay, I've cried. Maybe I've taken out the pain. Or I still have some energy to go through with it. I tried to go. And I remember I met my friend. My friend Charity saw me and she knew and she could feel that this man was not his very best at this time. And she asked me what was wrong. And, and all I could do was cry on her shoulders. I wasn't crying because of, 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 of the situation. But the fact that I, 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 I wasn't prepared, it hit me so hard. To make matters worse, when I called back my mother after she had told me those tragic news, I asked her, we've, we've been taking him to the doctor, we've been taking him to the doctor. What, what has the doctor done? Or where, 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 was he, where was he going to the doctor if this happened? Isn't, isn't the doctor supposed to see these things and alert the family or, or even alert the patient that the choice of lifestyle you've chosen would lead you into this or that? And I remember when she further explained this to me, she said that the doctor had misdiagnosed him before. The treatment that he was going through was a misdiagnosis. When I heard that, I, I, I felt as if, let me have a piece of this doctor. Let me put my hands on him and let me pray for him with my fists and my kicks. And I remember telling them that, no, 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 no. We can't let this go. No, 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 no. Let's open a lawsuit and let's sue this guy. Let's sue this doctor. Everything he has. And my parents being faith-based or being religious people, they refused. And that's really what got to me. To make matters worse. All of the money that we had spent all our lives. 
or all of the money that my, the family had saved up so that we could go to varsity were now going to be used. We're now going to be used to clean the misdiagnosis. And I remember the first time I, I was with him and I had taken him to the doctor. When the medical aid couldn't even, the medical aid was exhausted or it had no funds. Knowing that I was going to school in a few weeks time for the second semester. When, when, when they said that they needed 6,000, 6,000 for consultation. And I saw myself going to withdraw the money that I was supposed to be paying for my school fees with. To correct a mistake that one doctor did. Yeah, I, was so, I was so angry, my friend. I was so angry. And, uh, but there was nothing I could do. I couldn't open a lawsuit on my own. I had to go and, and, and listen to their wishes and what they wished. And I was the one who paid the ultimate price. Because after that, I couldn't continue with my studies. Because the money needed to go through specialists, the money needed to go through those consultations was so much that it wiped away, it wiped away all the funds and all the money that the family had. And now, and, and it took a couple of years, it took a couple of years going to doctors, going to specialists, paying lots of money, correcting a mistake that one supposedly expert failed to identify and failed to notice and i remember one time when i had to go to the register and i told the register that i can't continue with my studies because this is what has happened in my family and i wouldn't be able to afford the fees because it wasn't only me he was going to school it was my little brother and my sister they also had their own accommodations, but the most expensive, the most expensive tertiary education was my own. I was paying, I think it was 3000 for accommodation. And I needed some food. And I needed some books also, books which were plus 500 bucks to have those books. Now in the midst of this pain, I had to pursue my purpose. Oh, what many people didn't know was that when I was on radio at times or when I was on TV, I, I'm sorry, not TV, when I was on radio or when I was on social media going live or Sunday preaching a sermon on Sunday. I remember this one time I was preaching on Sunday and going to the hospital afterwards to see him and what he, what the doctor was saying that they are diagnosing. Ah, when I was off radio, when I was motivating the community and my fellow brothers and sisters. What they didn't know was that after the show was gone, or after the show had ended, I had to go to the hospital to check up on him to see if he was okay. And I remember looking back at his life, reflecting on my own, saying that he had lived his own life. Because at this time, my biggest fear, my biggest fear was that I would lose him. And I wouldn't be mentally ready to lose him. I didn't know if I could handle his loss. Or if I could handle, if I got the news, 
that the doctors have done what they could, but there's nothing more that they could do. And maybe in a complex surgery, he had went on and passed on to the next life. And I remember as I was crying, as I was crying, and looking at how painful the situation was, and how it could have been diverted, only had one doctor been competent. Or if we had sued him, we would have gotten the money to take him even overseas to see proper specialists. And I would have at least even recovered the money I would need to finish my computer science degree. But we couldn't. We couldn't. And I remember one time as I was crying, trying to prepare myself for his passing. I asked myself, what are the lessons that I could learn or what, what am I seeing that I could learn from this pain and his walk? Him being a religious man, the first thing that I reflected on in his life was that even in the midst of this pain, he never lost his faith in God. For me, there were many times when I saw him very sick, when I questioned God and his existence, say that if God, you do exist. This man had spent his life believing in you. Where are you? There were times where I lost my faith in God. Where I said, no, 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 this, this gospel or this God of you guys is not working. I am taught and, and preached about healing a miraculous God. But here I am needing a miracle from this God. But where is he? Where is he? Why is he not coming through for me and my family? I ask myself. And I even stopped going to church. I stopped fellowshipping, saying that, no, this God of yours, this God of yours is biased. Why is he coming through for other people? But why is he not coming through for me when I need him the most? And looking back, and looking at the walk he had with his God, looking at his faith, even in the condition he was in where he couldn't do certain things for himself, but he will always talk about his God, about a wonderful God. When I looked at him, I was reminded of Job, who even after losing everything he had, even his family and children, he still said that I would not abandon this God. And when I saw my father and his faith in God, I realized that even though I was going through pain, pursuing my purpose in these painful moments, when I looked at him and his faith, the faith that he had in God, I was inspired and I was encouraged. And I said, if, if this man, if my father could have faith going through such a hard time, he would still have time to wake up and pray. Even though he wasn't well, if he had time to even study the word with the little energy and strength he had, then definitely, definitely, maybe there's something about this God that I'm missing. Maybe there's something about this God that would make him feel and pursue, still pursue the fulfillment of his purpose. Even the pain that he's going through. And when I look back on my life, when I look back at those nights when I cried myself to sleep, when I look back on my life at those hard 
horrible moments, I realized that even in the midst of pain, when I was going through the pain that I was going through while I was pursuing my purpose, what kept me was that I kept on looking for the lessons and the meaning that I should be learning what I could learn from the pain that I was going through. And even you, my friend, as you will be going through your own fair share of pain and suffering while you're pursuing your purpose, ask yourself this question. What's the lesson that I should be learning out of this experience? Or out of this tragedy or pain that I'm going through? What is the lesson that I should be learning? Or what's the lesson that I'm missing in this horrible moment in my life? What am I missing? What should I be learning that I'm not learning because I'm so focused on my pain and my misery that I miss the good or the great lessons that would shape my life? A lesson that I would go further and teach my children or even teach my family and even teach my fellow brothers and sisters about so that even they themselves and their lives would get better. When you are going through pain, remember this. It's what I reminded myself with. There's nothing special and there's nothing unique about me. In fact, you know, it's, it's so painful seeing a parent, your role model, your idol, if I mean, no, 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 your role model, see your role model, see him, see him losing himself, losing himself, the man you, you, you saw and esteemed to such a high esteem. And, and, and you see him deteriorating, see him losing himself. Realizing that there are some issues. There are some issues that you are battling with that you would wish you had ironed out. Things, issues that you think or you would wish you had resolved before this situation comes. But now looking at it. You, you, you feel as if, I remember what my geography teacher would always say, that life would whoop you so hard that you'd wish the earth would stop rotating and it would open up and you fall inside and it closes and all the suffering or all the pain that you're going through would go away. But my friend, there is a heavy price for you to pay, for you to fulfill your purpose. There is a heavy price, pain with lots of tears, a lot of heartache that you need to pay. You might not have to pay the price that I paid, but you will pay your fair share. You will, in your fair share of suffering, you will suffer for your purpose. You will feel pain for you to fulfill your purpose. But in the midst of all that pain and suffering, remember this. Just like gold, it goes through the fire so that it's purified. Even you in the pursuit of your purpose, you need to go through pain and suffering so that you are purified. So that you are purified of your fantasies. So that you are purified of your unrealistic expectation of what purpose is. And the fulfillment therein is, ladies and gentlemen, 
as you are going to be feeling and paying your fair share of suffering in the pursuit of your purpose. Remember to ask yourself the questions that I asked myself. Number one, what lessons can I learn from this experience? Or what lessons am I missing that I should be learning from this experience? Here I am lying on my bed, crying myself to sleep every day and night about this situation. But what are the lessons that I could be learning or what are the lessons that I should be learning from this experience? Number two. What can I be grateful for? What can I be grateful for? If you're losing or you've just lost your parent, what, what, what are you grateful for? What memories come to mind when you think about them? For me, it was all those moments we would take time off in December as a family and we would go somewhere. Our favorite destination was Kruger National Park. We would take this magnificent, we would take this magnificent pictures of wildlife. Maybe one day I will publish my wildlife, my wildlife book. We would see those beautiful animals I took from lions to mupani webs. Oh, beautiful. So beautiful those pictures were. I remember the memories that I shared with him. When I was going through all the pain, I, 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 I went back to my mind to remind myself of the, the good lessons, the memories that I could cherish. Even you as you're going to be experiencing your fair share of pain. What are you grateful for? What beautiful memories do you remember of your great life or of those happy moments you had in your life? And last but not least, am I seeing this situation as it is? And the lessons that I'm supposed to be learning, or am I seeing this situation as worse as it should be? And am I experiencing it as worse as I should be experiencing it? Or am I exaggerating it? Now, when you ask yourself those questions and you've got answers and you, you look for those answers deep within you, those honest and truthful answers, my friend, you will realize that the pain that you're going through is worth it. Because like gold, you need to be refined. And it's in those, re those moments of purification, purification and refinement when you discover that the pain I'm going through is worth me fulfilling my purpose. My friend, as you are going to be paying the price that you need to pay for you to fulfill your purpose, whether it's financial pain that you're going to experience, whether it's health pain, whether it's the loss of whatever, whatever price you need to pay, the price that you and your family need to pay for you to fulfill and live your dreams. No matter how powerful, how painful the pain and the experience is. Remember that after the fire, after the fire, the gold has value. After the diamond has been cut and lasers have gone through it, 
It has value. Even you, my friend, as you will be going throughout your pursuit of purpose, and as you will be paying your share price, your first share of pain and suffering, don't forget that after the fire, it's the one who turns the pain into purpose that comes out on top. It's the one who turns the pain into purpose that becomes a victor and not a victim of his circumstance. My friend, I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Ebenezer Marvulo, your host for the Ignat Dreams with Him podcast, where we solve life and business problems. <laughs>